This true crime podcast often depicts crimes against children, women, and other people in graphic detail and nature. Please, listener, discretion is advised. Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims and killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them, and that he was also a necrophiliac. You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your host, Maddie Matt, Todd Fox, and Gabby Gab. All right, the court. Hey, 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 welcome in to another episode of the Grinding True Crime podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, along with our narrator, Maddie Matt. Any other host of the show? Todd Fox. And the other host of the show. And today we are back live here to give you another episode. But before we talk about this, let's let you guys know where you can find us. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast and follow our pages and show support there. Also, if you're driving or you listen to podca- uh, podcasts, uh, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all those good stuff. Just type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast, and there you can find some of our previous recordings that we've done in our past. So, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do something completely different. We are going to talk about a case that just recently surfaced uh, because of the of what recently happened. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was the very first execution of a woman in over 70 years, and we are going to talk about the case of Lisa Montgomery. Now, this one's going to be different because as we I'm going to talk briefly about her and talk about what she did and a little bit about her history. And then we're going to have a live debate about this because we both have strong opinions about the the case and about the verdict. And we're going to all pitch in and say our piece. And that's what I love about that's what I love about this this show, because all three of us have different opinions and we keep it real. And so. We are going to do that today. So, Todd, are you ready? I'm ready. Gabby, Gabby, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so audience, listen in. I'm going, I'm going to briefly talk about Lisa Montgomery and her case. So, Lisa Montgomery was born February 27, 1968, to uh, her father, John Patterson, who was a Vietnam War veteran, and mother, Judy Shaughnessy. I hope I pronounced her name right. Now, Shaughnessy, Judy and John uh, were married. This was Judy's second husband. She eventually had six husbands in her life. Whoa. Yes. Uh, that's uh, Lisa Montgomery. She had a half-sister by her dad, and that was her older sister, and they really took care of each other. Her older sister really was obligated in protecting her little sister because they lived in a very abusive household. The mother, during her pregnancy with Lisa, would drink, would drink and drink, causing her major brain damage at a young age. So already we see that 
she has some brain damage due to her mom excessive drinking uh she was three years old when she experienced her first case of sexual activity three she was three her eight-year-old half-sister was physically raped by their new stepfather Mm. three years old actually i take that back she was raped by their babysitter who the mother would hire men to watch their little girls to babysit okay that's just stupid yes so to in order to protect her three-year-old little sister the eight-year-old would shield her and suffer the the abuse well lisa eventually experienced the same abuse because after her mother and father divorced she married another gentleman who goes by the name of i think john kleiner he's not allowed to be called a gentleman okay you're right. He is. He's definitely not allowed to be called gentleman. Mr. Kleiner here, John, started raping Lisa at the young age of 11 years old. Dirtbag. Yeah. He was a drunk as well. He would regularly beat her and her mother and raping Lisa at 11 years old once or twice a week. So it was a regular now. The assaults the assaults became such an important part of Jack's life that over the next four years, he built a room for the girl on the side of their trailer deep in the Oklahoma woods. It had its own entrance so that he could come and go as he desired and nobody would know or hear her screams. What a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. He would rape and sodomize her, often with a pillow, smothering her face. When she resisted, he slammed her head so hard against the concrete floor that she suffered traumatic brain injury. And the late, an MRI would later confirm that. Now check this out. One day her mother, Judy, happened to enter the room while the child was being raped by her husband. What do you think happened? Uh, I guess she screamed and, you know, probably cussed him out, but probably didn't do nothing because the mom didn't see fit from what you've been telling us so far so this is my guess yeah what do you think for me i already know what happened so i won't give my opinion on the story (laughs) well i'll tell you what happened she grabbed a gun and fetched it and put it to her daughter's head and said how could you do this to me what yes so we already see what kind of lifestyle that this lady, Lisa Montgomery, is going through. She has no love from no parent whatsoever. That mother? <laughs> now, over the time the abuse expanded, Montgomery's stepfather invited friends to gang rape her. What? Whoa. Okay. Yes. All right, keep, keep going. I'm sorry. I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was lost on the, on the part where... Okay. You're cheating yeah. on my, you know, with me. You're abusing my daughter. Let me put my the gun to my daughter, the victim's head. I, I, I'm still trying to get over that one. And you're talking about gang rape? Yes, you would be gang raped anally, orally, and vaginally by four of her stepfather's friends, including her stepfather herself. So five grown men were gang raping and abusing this little girl. At what age? 
She started at 11 and then continued for years. Oh my god. She's still like a preteen. So she's pretty much a preteen and slash teenager at the time of her abuse. Dude, okay. Yeah. Did, did I forget to mention we should have mentioned uh, viewer dis- or viewer oh, <laughs> doing sorry. Li- li- listener discretion. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry guys, if you're hearing this, move your kids. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll add one in when we're editing. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, the abuse continued not only with the stepfather, but eventually the mother. Now, the mother would physically beat and whip both the sister and Lisa. There was one incident where the mother grabbed their family dog and beat the dog to death with a shovel in order for punishment to the kids. What did the dog do? It was they loved the dog, so as punishment, they she beat it to death with a shovel. That woman is freaking twisted. Yeah. Like, why even have kids? Yeah, yeah, it's people like that. I agree with Gabby. They have no business having kids. And mm-hmm. I know Oklahoma's boring and all, but it can't be that boring to where you have to do stuff to your kids. And oh god, like if your kids cost you that much tension or stress, or you don't want that, then give them away. Give them. We'll take them to a freaking hospital or something. Like, why even keep them? Yeah. Let me, let, me, let me talk about the other punishment that the mother would do. Also, cruel punishment that she would do. She would force the kids to eat raw onions. She would uh, have them go outside completely naked in the cold. She would also beat them with brooms along with belts. Now, I was going to say raw onions are good for your blood. So I was with her on that one. But the other two, not so much. Yeah. So this continued. Later on, when she was 17 years old, eventually the, the mom and dad, uh, stepdad eventually divorced. But the abuse still continued. The mother, mm-hmm. in order to pay for rent or have money, she solicited her daughter to sex for money and for uh, you know the plumbers to fix the plumbing in the house, so she solicited her daughter. So she was pimping her. So she was pimping her out, wow. uh, having sex with several men in order to take care of her own needs. My God, did she end up with diseases? We well didn't say, but she did suffer a lot of trauma, head trauma, and a lot of uh, psychiatric. Uh, 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 problems throughout the year. The abuse still didn't didn't stop there. She was 17 years old, and she was involved in, well, I would say, step incest. They was she was forced to marry her stepbrother, and he raped, beat, and abused Lisa Montgomery as well. So she was How forced was she to forced marry, to marry him? the mother forced her to marry. Her stepbrother. Okay, my stepbrother, you mean that was the stepdad's son or it was also her son? That was their their child together. together with the stepdad. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's still your blood. Okay. Yeah, but according to them, it's like, but he ain't all your blood. He's only half. <laughs> Stop it, Todd. <laughs> all right. Sorry. 50% diluted. <laughs> oh. So she had four kids back to back to back to back. 
And then she was... Someone should have cut her ovaries out. Yeah, well, you know, she was being traumatized. You know, he was forcing her. Are you talking about Lisa? Lisa. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lisa. Lisa had four kids back to back, back to back to back. Eventually, she involuntary, meaning they forced her to be sterilized. Eventually, her stepbrother divorced her. And then she married another gentleman. Knowing that she could not be pregnant, they, you know, did what they did. However, Miss Lisa, with her psychiatric problem, claimed that she was pregnant. Her husband at the time knew this was she was being crazy. This can't be because she, he knew about her being sterilized, so he didn't believe it. And this is where the crime takes place. Now we're going to move up a little bit to 2004. On December 16, 2004, now she's 36 now. You know, we, we skipped a lot of years now. That's a crazy life she had. So this is that was her lifestyle growing up. She was she was extremely abused, suffering a lot of psychiatric problems, a lot of brain damage. She had a lot of mental issues going on. She was also diagnosed as being bipolar, schizophrenic as well. Now this is where the the crime take place. Uh, she was very interested in dogs. She loved dogs, and she met a woman online in Missouri by the name of Bobby Joe Stinnett. She also liked dogs and they, well, they were going to meet up. So Lisa drove all the way from Oklahoma to Missouri to meet up with this Joe Stinnett. Now this lady, Joe Stinnett, was eight months pregnant and she was 23 years old. The reason why Lisa wanted to meet up with her was not because she wanted her dog, but because she wanted her baby. So on December 16, 2004, when they met up at her house, at uh, Joe's house, Lisa strangled Joe Stinnett to death. And then she cut off her, cut open her stomach and removed the fetus of the little girl. She cleaned off the baby with wipes. And she called her husband and pretended that she gave birth at a clinic. And she told them, I told you I was pregnant. I told you I just gave birth. Everyone rushed to the hospital. They were excited. They were shocked. They were celebrating the birth of their little girl. Supposedly, they thought that that was their little girl. And the next day, police got wind of a murder. And they arrested Lisa Montgomery. <sighs> So that's terrible. Yeah. The jury, her defense attorneys were trying so hard to tell her that, hey, she had a lot of mental issues. She was going through a lot of trauma. She didn't know what she was doing. She was acting in a, in a she was in a trench, so to speak. Prosecutor didn't want to hear it. They didn't buy it. They said that she was cruel. It, it was cruel. It was cruel what she did. They didn't buy it. And everybody know eventually what happened. Uh, Trump uh, signed that uh, petition to have you know people being executed. And on January, I believe January 12th, 2021, after all the trial that went through, 
from 2004, almost 20 years, she was finally executed on January 12, 2021, by lethal injection. Mm. Oh, she was the very first woman in 70 years to be executed. So, in that state, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. I was going to get into detail about the trial and stuff, but that's not really important because, you know, it didn't matter. She, you know, she's executed. But I did want to talk about her childhood to to go about this discussion. Now, now that you guys know what she went through, know what she did, knew the crime, and obviously she suffered for it. Do you guys feel that she still deserved the death penalty knowing what she went through? No, she didn't suffer for it. What do you mean? She didn't suffer for it. That's not suffering for it. Living 20 years locked up with all the benefits on the taxes of everybody else but is she, not suffering for but it. But she, okay. The death she got is not suffering for it. She suffered more than almost anybody. At a she young age. suffered her whole life, which is nobody else's fault. Okay, I agree. She suffered prior. Yes. She did not suffer after killing an innocent woman and taking her baby. What I'm saying is her trauma that she went through messed up her head. It, it, the, scan, the, the the MRIs and everything, the scans showed it. She had brain damage. She was I understand mentally that. ill. I understand that. And it's sad what she went through. And she didn't deserve that. And nobody deserves that. And her mother is a devil. And her mother should have been hung. But... There's so many people with so many mental illnesses, with so much trauma in their lives. She's not the only one who do not turn into murders. Hmm. I I would have to. Um, I know that there's ra rare um, females that have been put to death. Like I, I'm forgetting the, the shooter in Florida. She was. Uh, they made the movie oh. about her. Uh, she killed the men. They put her to death. She was sane. Um, this one like not knowing the background because i've heard this story but like i didn't know the complete details of what she did till you brought it to light i'm just curious what the lawyers or what the argument was like because i know i bet her lawyers were trying to say she was mentally ill but how did they justify the um the the fact that they're going to put her to death because i could see life in prison um because like what Gabby says is like she didn't su suffer enough, you know, with the um, lethal injection, which I agree. I think that's a pansy way to kill someone for doing their atrocities. But long story short, like, yeah, she did all that stuff, but this was like premeditated. You know, like she she didn't just see a pregnant woman walking down the street and decide, you know, I'm going to open her up. You know, she went the distance to set up an appointment for something completely different. And she had an idea of trying to hide the kid and everything. I I think that I think you're sane enough. If you're sane enough to do that, you should face the consequences. I agree. One of the arguments by her uh, defense, since you brought it up, Todd, I'll say uh, one of them. The argument was that she suffered from a rare mental illness called I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but I believe it's called sadosis, which included that she had the delusion that the baby was hers, her own. Hmm. So, here's my here's my thing. Look, I'm not saying what she did was wrong, or you know, I'm not. I'm, well, I'm saying I'm sorry. I'm not saying what she did was right. 
<laughs> I was gonna say, man, Matt. <laughs> let me. I gotta talk to it. I'm not saying what she did was right. She definitely should have. I I would have said life in prison because we've all got some kind of mental illness to deal with. We didn't go through what she went through, and we don't know what she had, what kind of mental illness she did have. Mm-hmm. I really believe that all that suffering at a young age, the brain damage, her mom drinking at a young age, it really messed her up. She, I really believe that she really just wasn't mentally fit. I would agree with you on a lot of that, on all of it, except for one thing. I agree with Todd. If you premeditated something you wanted to do so you could fool your family because it's something you thought might have broken your relationship or this man's not going to leave you because you can't have babies or you feel less of yourself. If you went through the trouble, like he said, to set this up because you knew she's pregnant so you can kill her and take her child as your own, then she is sane enough. No matter what trauma or whatever happened in her life, She's clearly sane enough to plan this whole thing. But what if that mental problem made her do something like that? Well, if that was the case, then every murderer and rapist would be innocent. Because everybody's an issue. Yeah, that in the fact it would be more spontaneous, like her just lashing out. Like like you've seen people just lose it sometimes and run someone over or they start shooting because or, or they, they stab someone because they just have a, a mental breakdown. And I, you know, like, again, if she sees a pregnant woman walking down the street and then she just like has these hor- horrific thoughts of losing her husband and all the flashbacks from before and she just leaps at the chicken and stabs her, kills her, takes the baby. And then all of a sudden when the baby's out in front of the public, she's like, oh, my God, what did I just do? If she snaps out of it and stuff like that, she shows her more. So I'm like, OK, you know, she just lock her up in the insane asylum, maybe at worst or, or in prison but you'd have to show pity on her at that point in my mind. But the fact that she took the baby, took it home, trying to pass it off all that she did before. That's all that's, she may have brain damage, but she's smart enough to do that. And that's a lot. Okay. Mentally special ed kids have major brain damage, but they are still smart enough to know certain things. They know like perfect example, a special ed kid might throw food at you because they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but you still know they're slow. Are you going to react the same way you would with someone that's that's deemed normal? Well, if if she was that mental, like in that case, she should have had a helmet and been, you know, with. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like she should have been, like under someone's care. I mean, if she was at that point considered to be a functioning person. Now, now, granted, she's in Oklahoma, and not everyone's a functioning person in that state. But there are some. Sort of, I'm, right. I'm just saying, there's some sort of smartness that comes from there. Smartness that shows you my intelligence. Um, but just the fact that at at that point, you know, she, I, I still stick with the whole uh, uh, the whole uh, idea of her being sane enough. You know what I mean? If you're a child who has mental disorders or you're slow, like you said, babe, right? Mm -hmm. And they do something like that. Clearly, you're not going to react the same as a kid who does not have those challenges. Okay. But those children 
have a disorder that makes them act like children. Their mind has not developed to an adult. Neither she, did her. No, 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 no. Yes, she did. No, she yes, had no, brain damage I'm at sorry. a young age. Yes, she had brain damage, but she did not have the mind of a child. Because if she had the mind of a child, she wouldn't have remarried another man who she wanted to marry after divorcing her disgusting stepbrother. That was decisions that she made on her own in her life, in her grown-up life. She wouldn't be capable of those choices if her mind was like a child. What if she much didn't... less of wanting to be a mother and wanting to take that away from somebody else so that she could have that because she didn't get to have that. That was nobody's fault. And that was not that woman who was having her baby's fault. So she was adult enough for what she did. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I have to agree there. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, maybe she was having dreams of wanting the perfect life finally with this guy. And she felt like everything else had been not falling in place. Her past, you know, I mean, she's forced to become sterile and maybe she wanted some, some dream, you know, fantasy to become real, make the guy happy. And she was afraid of rejection because of all the crap she went through. You can, you can look at it that way. And and if I do that way, then I think, okay, I feel remorseful for her because she finally wanted something, but then you got to snap yourself back and be like, but she freaking murdered someone, a 23 year old that had her whole life ahead of her. And most likely that was her first kid. I mean, that takes that all away, you know? Yeah. She made somebody else pay for what she lived through. And that's not fair. Like I said, I'm not condoning that. I, I definitely agree. She should be locked up forever i just felt a little sympathy for her because of her brain damage and what she went through she might not have been all there when she committed that murder at what age did she do this you said she was 36 36. okay so she was born in 68 you said 68 yeah so what year was that where it happened 2004 okay In 2004, you have plenty of resources and plenty of advancements to go ask for help for all of your troubles, for all of your mental disorders. She didn't reach out for help to anybody. And that led her. A lot of people didn't don't reach out. A lot of people don't, but a lot of people don't kill either. That's true. She didn't reach out for help. She decided to go and do something stupid and evil for herself. That's selfish. She knows what she's doing. If you have that many issues that you can't handle it, go to a damn doctor because you are not in an era where that doesn't exist. You know, I hate to say it, but if she would have did this in California, she'd still be alive. Yep. I mean, knew someone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just saying, she only spent 19, 20 years on death row. I mean, that's yeah. that's considered very short time period. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Now let me ask you a question, uh, both for, for for both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Most murderers, when they do something, what do they normally do? What do you mean when after they no no during before they murder? Todd, you might know this one. Most street guys, when they commit murders, they do something to themselves before they do just to relax themselves. Drugs. Exactly. They smoke yeah. weed, meaning mentally they're not there, right? Or the, you smoke yeah. and you're hungry, or you take cocaine or whatever. A lot of most, I'm not going to say all, but most people, when they commit murder, they're either on drugs, they're drunk, they're on some weed or something, PCP. 
why because they don't want that they don't they don't want to be mentally there they want to have the mental state where they just they out and it's easier for them to commit a murder why can't we say the same for her when we know she had a mental problem i'll tell you why we can't say the same for her and i feel the same way about those people anybody who does drugs is on your own liability that's a choice you're making. Okay. What you do in between, what happens is completely your responsibility because you chose to make your brain not function at that moment. I got you. I agree so with that one. I agree with that one. When what people I'm are let loose or they take their situation lightly because, oh, well, he was on drugs or he was drunk. He didn't know what he was doing. He was not on all his senses. Well, I'm sorry. He's still guilty because he chose to be there. I agree. He chose. They chose. <laughs> she didn't choose this. No, she herself. didn't choose, but she didn't look for the help either. That's true. She didn't reach out. If I went through crap in my entire life, if I got raped, molested, abused, whatever the heck, I I lived through abuse my childhood. Not like her. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Mental, emotional, and verbal abuse is still abuse. A lot of people turn out really bad from that stuff. It's my responsibility. If I'm that bad to look for help for myself so that I don't endanger anybody else. She I, had that responsibility I and she you. didn't seek the help. I she made you. the choice to go and take the life of somebody else so that she could have what she wanted. I hear you. So she was there enough to do that. Like I said, I'm not saying what she did was right. Now here's my argument about this one. Yes, most people when they go through something, they do go for help, but let's look at her experience. When she was little, the people around her who you would go for help was the one abusing. So she probably didn't have that in her mind to 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 go for help because the people that she would go for help was the one abusing. So she probably felt like no one's here to help me. I understand that. I understand that through all of that, she couldn't reach out to anybody. Exactly. So and that it was plays years a role. ago. So so okay. that plays a role. Like I'm saying. The moment she divorced his stepbrother and decided to finally live her life, she married someone else, right? So she was starting her family. She was starting to live her life. She clearly wanted a child so she can complete that family. Okay? That's a deep desire that was taken from her that she didn't get to fulfill. So you're already at this level where you're making the decisions for your own life and living your life. Then it's her decision to live that life right. And she decided, instead of not going back in those steps of the abuse or causing harm to others and changing her life so that she could be better, she did the worst thing she could do. She yeah. went and took somebody else's life. And for what? For nothing. Yeah. So she clearly didn't want that change enough. That desire of having a baby was stronger and it's sad. I don't. I cannot put myself in those shoes. I don't know what it's like for people who want to have kids and they can't. But that was her life now, and she could have made better from there on, and she decided not to. So it's still selfish. It's still not fair. I do not condone her. I do not feel sorry for her going to prison and being on death row and being killed. And in my opinion, her death was not fair. That is an easy freaking death for a person who goes and steals the life of somebody else while their family suffers forever because they loved that person sadly that wasn't her life but it wasn't anybody else's fault yeah i 
<clears throat> I, I totally agree with what she's saying. I, I think in the issue that when uh, I read about the actual um, the the uh, execution was the mm -hmm. fact that um, unfortunately, whether she has mental issues or not, there's been plenty of people put to death um, where you're scratching your head where they are only on death row maybe 10 to 15 years or like her, some may say 20 years isn't enough. But it's been confirmed. There's no, you know, DNA questions, stuff like that. But then you have other murderers that have been on death row that have committed far more either worse atrocities or killed more people. And they're still sitting there. Um, I think that's one issue I have with this case. And there's not, it's not maybe. And then, and then the other one is, yeah, she, she died. She did commit the one murder. Um, you can take into consideration a lot of the stuff that she went through but I have to stick with it too. Like in the end, in her case, excluding any other case that may bias your opinion as far as the death penalty is concerned, uh, she she paid the price because of what she did. I mean, it was premeditated. Um, Gabby's right; she had every opportunity to reach out to get uh, mental help uh, if her if her motherly instincts were so high that she had to have a natural baby. You know, couldn't someone have steered her towards adoption? You know, like they maybe did they ever talk about it as husband and wife like hey i know i can't have kids i want to you know can i adopt um stuff like that um because either way i mean i would have hoped that she would have you know best case scenario back in the day when she was getting these premeditated thoughts she could have talked to her husband and say you know i really want a baby and if she's that crazy could have just told her husband what she was going to do and maybe he could have stopped her yeah. but unfortunately this all played out the way it did and um like i said you you want to have remorse for her at least i do at one point telling the story and how she's up you know her upbringing but then when it comes down to what she did it's just i can't excuse it i just can't i, I want to read two details that i i left out that might you know change the picture from both ways or even make your argument stronger one point I left out is Lisa did try getting counseling the year before she killed uh, Miss Stennett, but she wasn't connected to a quality provider, her attorney said. So she did try to receive counseling. They only said it's one time though. Also, she faked pregnancy several times during her marriage to her stepbrother and the, the new husband uh, several times. Now this is one uh, detail I did leave out and I, I actually missed uh, Reddit. So when she went to the house of Miss Stennett, she was, it, she was kneeling down. They said that she was kneeling down, probably putting a puppy away in a cage. And that's when uh, Montgomery knocked her, uh, choked her out unconscious. So she was still alive when she started cutting her stomach. Oh, yeah, see. Yeah. So yeah. check this out. So Montgomery strangled Stennett into unconsciousness, then sliced her into sliced her stomach with a steak knife. Stennett eventually came to yeah. during this and she tried grabbing Montgomery's knife and she also pulled out some of Lisa's hair. And that's when Lisa Montgomery strangled her to death. So I left that detail out. That might be a strong case. So she was unconscious, but when she started stabbing her, she came to. So she suffered. 
Yeah, and now that, I, now I can see the malice in that as far as the reason why the jury probably was like, you know what? Yeah, because that's yeah. extreme pain. I mean, I can't imagine the woman waking up to her stomach wide open, the baby out, and you're fighting for your life and your babies, and you're pulling that chick's hair. You have the strength to do that. That's a that that's a oh man. Hats off to that woman for fighting to the end. I mean, good. yeah. I mean, we we as men don't know what it feels like to be pregnant. So, Gabby, Gabs, <laughs> go ahead. You 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 have two kids. How do you? How do you, you experience know, that? With the second kid, which was a C-section, I was numb. I did not feel anything, but it was just overwhelming seeing that they cut my. I mean, not seeing it because you don't see it, but you still feel the pressure of when they're cutting you open, taking out the baby, and all that. Mm-hmm. But with the first child, uh, not too much TMI. She was natural, but that was horrific. Mm. That went downhill the entire time. So that pain, I don't wish it on anybody. It is excruciating. You think you're going to die. You don't know how the heck you made it from that. But at that moment, it's like your life's flashing before your eyes because you think that's it for you. So I cannot imagine this woman's pain. And being attacked, it's not even like... Her medication wore off, and when they're cutting her, she feels it. It's like she's straight up being attacked, and she's in survival mode, trying to survive for her baby and and save her baby's life. I can't. That must have been horrific for her. Yeah, like that's a bad way to go. That is those images and that feeling. That is. I I, mean, I would hate to have um, seen the crime scene because what you're describing is uh, pretty damn horrific and. That wouldn't have been something for the policemen or detectives to walk into and just, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't have any words to explain how I would feel, let alone what those officers or detectives saw or even first responders, because that's, that's something you don't even see in a movie or maybe yeah. or maybe a horrific movie or a horror movie. But just the fact that a woman sitting there, probably stomach open, the baby's obviously missing. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, geez. Yeah. Geez. The umbilical, umbilical cord was planted. Umbilical. There you go. I've always said umbilical. umbilical. <laughs> <laughs> what does the Bible have to do with this? Hey, man, don't, don't say something. <laughs> I didn't know there was biblical cords. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's my black tongue speaking. <laughs> the umbilical cord was clamped. So, you know, she was able to. Okay. See? That detail, she knew very well what she yeah, was doing. Yeah, like I said. She did her research, and she made sure she did it right so that baby could survive and yeah, she could keep her. Yeah, so. I don't change my mind. I completely do not change anything, my opinions, my views, and this story makes me enraged. And at the end of the day, she paid for it because she's ways. dead, but I don't feel she paid for it how she should. And enraged in both ways. I mean, she did go through a horrible life, and but what she did was even horrible. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't condone her family. Her mother's a monster, and she deserved death, too, for everything she allowed yeah. her child to go through. The stepfather, he's a bastard. You know what he but said? But at the end of the day, that's not his child, so he's clearly not going to have that natural that love. Natural love yeah. But the mother... For my mother to allow me to go through something like that, oh, I could kill her. Yeah. yeah. So 
you know, I feel bad for her. She had a horrible life and it's sad. But when she asked for help, that was the turning point for her. And she didn't continue that. And that is her own responsibility as an adult already. So nobody else had to pay for all the crap she went through. As bad as I feel for her life growing up, it's sad that it came down to this and I'm just pissed at her and, I, and I'm mad for what she did. It didn't have to end that way. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't. Um, but like I said, I'm on the other side. I, I, I have a little more sympathy for her because of what she went through and the trauma. I can, Look, I had a brother who was mentally slow and I, I know how it is when it comes to mental illness. I'm not saying that I'm comparing them to, but when it comes to mental illness, I, I kind of have a soft side to it because I, I really truly believe that she had a lot of mental problems. However, I'm not condoning what she did. It was horrific. She should be locked up forever and never just throw away the key. No, not in my opinion, because she gets to live off the hard work and sacrifice everybody else. Put her in a loony, loony bin. Put her in ISO. Looney bin, isolation, prison, whatever the heck you're in, you're surviving out of everybody else's means. Over your stupidity and the dumb things you choose to do in your life, everybody else pays for it. So no, she deserved death. And she got what she deserved, but not in the way that she deserved. I think she should have suffered more. She, she should have had her stomach cut open. Yeah. What do you think, Todd? <sighs> I, I do agree with Gabby. Uh, I wish the electric chair was an option, but you guys are brutal. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, like they, they eliminated people a lot for for many decades with that, and uh, I think sometimes going out with just a lethal injection after you've killed and done some of the things of these it's people, the easy way out. It is easy way out. I mean, sometimes, I mean, yeah, it causes some pain, but when they feel that pain, they're in a knocked out state anyway, because it's a series of shots. Um, I'm just appalled too with her childhood i'm not taking away from the story uh, what she did i just i wish that the stepfather got punishment for it and if the stories are true about the gang rapes those other guys are committing rape and so who knows what they did in their you know in their lives growing up after that or moving forward so there's a lot of people to throw shade at like gabby said too the mom too is an evil person um yeah. it's just when the it comes <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a cluster F, unfortunately, and it's unfortunately that she, or it's unfortunate she had to go through all that. But still, again, I'm siding with Gabby. Uh, off with the head, you know what I mean? Like you, you did, you did, you destroyed so much. It, you know, whether you have a past or not, and that's still irrefutable of what she did. Yeah, yeah. I think there's many stories if we did our homework on women and men who have lived through horrific abuse their entire lives and changed their lives for the better, become something. They are examples to many others and don't go to this extreme over their mental health. Yep. I mean, we, we, we did one uh, a couple months ago when we did the uh, chicken coop murders. I mean, he killed as a kid, the, uh, the, um, Poor, poor nephew, but you know he could have committed more murders in his life, and he turned his life around completely. Like Gabby said, became a yeah great citizen. So yeah, he became an excellent person, great to his family. Everyone loved him, a very loving man, and mm. he went through hell. Yep, absolutely. And he didn't have a sibling to be there with him. Yeah, 
two things I want to end this with. Uh, in 2005, the stepfather, um, his name was um, Kleiner. I believe it was John Kleiner. In 2005, he told a reporter that the stepmom was delusional. She was making everything up because the stepmom, well, the mother and he divorced and the mother claimed that she was raping his daughter and so forth. In 2005, he told a reporter that everything was made up and she was saying all these things to make her divorce look favored on her, her, her side. And he said in 2009, well, he said in 2005 that I never molested her in any way, shape or form whatsoever. He eventually died in 2009. Darn. Yeah. So he went to his grave saying that he didn't do nothing to her. Who the hell would believe it with all the trauma the girl had? Yeah. Yeah. Really? He did. Yeah. And then also, uh, for those wondering, the little girl is still alive today. She is a teenager until this day. She's a teenager now. She did survive the um, the trauma, and she is alive and well until this day. What about her sister? Did her sister ever give comments? Her sister did give comments, and she did talk about all the things that she did go through. Um, she was the one who, uh, the report that I'm reading actually talked about it and how her mother was abusive and all the abuse that she went through, her stepdad and all that stuff. So her her sister is alive and well. Uh, I believe she's 57 years old. And uh, she also, too, was telling the juries and judges about her her sister's mental state. Oh, so she, she verified all the stuff. Yeah, she verified everything. Okay, that's another point for me. Why? Her sister started having the abuse earlier than Lisa. She started being raped at eight years old. She's not a murderer. Mm -hmm. She went through the same abuse too, and she didn't go kill somebody. She wasn't gang raped. How do you know? You mentioned. But we don't know. We don't know. Like I said, I like I said, I, I just feel like, dang, she went with all the stuff she went through, man. Like, I'm not condoning what she did whatsoever. You know, she should definitely never have done that. I just feel I just have a little sympathy for it because of what she went through. That's all. I feel bad for the Lisa in the past and everything she left, but I do not feel bad for the Lisa who decided to screw somebody else's life up. I don't feel bad for that. I'm on board with her with that. So we got two deaths by more than lethal injection. <laughs> we want the bat, the chamber, the guillotine, no, <laughs> all of it. Dissery, oh, all of it. Slow cooked. And yeah. me, on the other hand, I have a little soft spot and just wish she could have just been locked up forever. Yeah, so, we uh, we out uh, we outscore you on this one, two to one. That's you know, I think if you went down to putting yourself in the position of the husband of the girl, babe, would you have the same view? If moving on. Happened, <laughs> no, honestly. If that happened, me pregnant with our baby and some broad who went through a lot came and strangled me, cut my stomach open as I'm still alive, stole our baby, and I bled to death. Then she strangled me again. Would you have the same thoughts? See, my thoughts would be, I'll take care of it myself. So That's, <laughs> that's enough. But, but, so why not but, put yourself in the position of that man and that family who lost their daughter, the wife, and the mother of the baby? Well, the daughter's still with them. 
the mother of the baby. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So put yourself in the other side. And then you'll have a clear, full picture so you can say, you know what? I still have a soft spot for her or, you know, that was really effed up and she don't deserve to live. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably still say lock her up forever. Oh, shut up. But then while if she's, locked, while she's next, locked up, I'm going to have my homegirl, Shernita, go in there and, and, and pluck her hair one by one with her fists and just have her bald and stuff. I'm going to make her oh, suffer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if you would take matters into your own hands, that says enough. Okay. You can torture somebody without killing them. Oh, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have learned too much from the show, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, man. I'm sorry. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather you be tortured and live through that torturing than just to be lethally injected and give the easy way out. If that happened to, you know, if that happened to you, I would want to torture them and have them living during okay. that torture. That is why I have the opinion I have and the feeling about <laughs> it because I will put myself on the victim's side and see what that pain costs for that family before I put myself in the shoes of the one who did it. Uh, hey, I'm not knocking you. I don't say, I don't think you guys' argument is wrong whatsoever. Uh, and that's what I like about this debate. And that's why I wanted to do this show like this because we had different opinions. It flowed. And you know what, Todd? Nobody's mad at each other. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good thing. You can have a nice discussion. Yeah. I wish, I wish people could do that in the world. Well, it's a shame people can't do that, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody can have a just clean debate and then just shake hands and say, hey, let's go get something to eat. Yeah. yeah, I sound mad. I, I get really <laughs> aggressive with my opinions, but that's just, I have to express that frustration. This is how I feel. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. None of us push the unfriend button, so that's good. There we go. <laughs> Kidding. You know what? <laughs> well, that is our show, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. And, and if you guys are listening in, what are your opinions? Uh, tell us about it. Leave a comment on our Facebook page or Instagram page. Uh, by the way, if you're not following us, uh, go to Grinding True Crime Podcast and leave your remarks. For those who are listening, our faithful listeners, tell us how you feel. What do you think? Do you think she deserved the death or do you think she should have just been locked away forever? Um, if you guys want to listen to more of our show, just follow us on your uh, any podcast stream that you listen to and follow the Grinding True Crime podcast. And there we have stories from Todd, Gabby, and myself where we talked about other crimes as well. Today we did a little something different. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know I enjoyed it. So. I did. I did too. Yeah. I like this debate. So <laughs> we're going to end it up with that. So with that being said, this is Maddie Matt along with our host of the show today, myself, and the other host of the show, Todd Fox, <laughs> and the other host of the show, Gabby, and we are signing off. <laughs> Later. <laughs>